At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday night at the South Point, it is VEASAN's primetime action. Glad you could join us tonight. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. The eve of the NFL playoffs, Super Wild Card Weekend. We will preview all six games. We'll go through final injury reports. We'll bring in Kevin Roth from Roto Grinders to talk about the weather. He is the chief meteorologist over there. I don't know if he's the chief meteorologist. He might be the only meteorologist. He's the only. He's the only. Yeah, we'll call him the chief. But that's... yeah. Which would make him the chief. Which would make or him the, the chief. Or the commander or whatever. Like, he's, a, he's, he's whatever, yeah. That's I'm, right. I'm the commander of the weather over here. Commander meteorologist. <laughs> uh, Adam Levitan, of course, Mr. Prop from uh, co-founder. He is the co-founder, rather, of Establish the Run. He'll talk about his favorite NFL props. We'll talk golf and, of course, a whole bunch of tip-offs right now. I would also like to add, I'm the greatest hockey better in the history of hockey betting. Oh, you uh, faded the Kraken. In game. Two to one. Two goals in the in the in the third period, crack and lose two to one. Down one nothing. You came back, you won it two to one. Yes. You you should and you're gonna retire. And I'm gonna retire. I, I That's it. That's it. One and one on the hockey season. One 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 loss on the Kraken, one win against the Kraken. There it is. One and one on the hockey season. You, Love it. Your grudge will go away. Yeah, there bit. it is. Uh, maybe, not. maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. We need to get a winning record against them. Maybe I'll bet one more time. Oh, the, no. The, over the hockey Here, season. This is going to be bad. <laughs> Suns and the Pacers. This is uh, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. We got the Suns as five and a half or six point road favorites, 219, 219 and a half. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific Raptors and Pistons. The Raptors are nine and a half point road favorites, 210 and a half to 11, your total there. For uh, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, the Magic and the Hornets. The Hornets are 11, 11 and a half point home favorites over the Magic, 223 and a half to 224 your total. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, Celtics and the 76ers. The Sixers are anywhere from 2.5 to 3.5, so be sure and shop around there. 207 and a half, 208 your total. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. We have the Warriors and the Bulls. The Bulls are two and a half point home favorites over the Warriors, 224 to 225, your total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, the Hawks and the Heat. The Heat are five and a half point home favorites over the Hawks, 220 and a half to 221, your total. 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific, the Cavs and the Spurs. Cavs are three and a half point road favorites over the Spurs, 220 to 220 and a half your total. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Rockets and the Kings. We have the Kings right now, five, five and a half point home favorites over the Rockets, a big total of 239 and a half in that game. And then 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, we've got the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are two and a half point home favorites over the Mavericks, 218, 218 and a half, just Three hockey games tonight, Stars and Panthers. The Panthers minus 200 at home over the Stars, plus 165 for the road Stars there. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, the Ducks and the Wild. The Wild are 175, minus 175 home favorites over the Ducks, plus 145 if you want the road Ducks as underdogs. And then I guess this number is correct. And Oh, yeah, it is. And, and, and this is interesting. Uh, nine Eastern, six Pacific, the Coyotes and Avalanche. 
The Avalanche are minus 650 favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing today. <laughs> Wait, what? Minus that's 650 today, favorites. Yep. Plus 450 on the Coyotes. Over there, are, There is a book where the Avalanche are minus 720 favorites right you, now. Let me ask you a question. We have as much insight into this game as that doorknob over there does. Yes. Do they have to play with broomsticks or something? But I, it is, should we not be betting the Coyotes? <laughs> um, I, I, w- I, I was waiting for us to have the conversation on air because does, is that not a principal bet of, of all principal I'm bets? I'm texting Andy McNeil right now. Yeah, as, I, as in I, like, text him and we'll get on yeah. this. I, I have this note from, from John Ewing who do, uh, does work over at BetMGM. Uh, and actually he's pulling this from Bet Labs too. Since 2005... NHL favorites that are over five dollars. There's only four. Uh, if over five dollars or greater, seven and one straight up. Five fifty or greater, four and zero oh straight up, and minus six hundred or greater, one and zero oh straight up has only occurred one time. Minus so six dollars. Do the Coyote? Do the, are they? Do they get to wear skates for this one? Or do they are they playing with actual hockey sticks? Only two people get to have sticks. Yeah, apparently. like yeah, that's what it is. The goalie does not get to wear pads. It's what it is, and so he just has to wear I'm, wear I'm, it. I'm for real texting Andy right now. Like, what what gives here? Yeah, we, we can know. get plus five twenty at circa. Plus five. Plus five twenty on a hockey bet. I'm betting plus five twenty. Plus five twenty. I'm betting. There, there, there has you, to be. You, uh, you text Andy. I'll go through yeah. some uh, NBA injury notes here for these games if you are uh, betting on these tonight. Suns, Pacers, uh, no Malcolm Brogdon on the Indiana side tonight. He was a little bit of a late scratch. Um, Torrey Craig and Chris Duarte will be back for them, though, in the lineup tonight. No Cameron Johnson on the Suns side of things. Otherwise, they are pretty healthy. I might look to get in on Phoenix in-game. Uh, no play for me early on, though, in that one. Warriors at the Bulls. You have no Clay Thompson, no Draymond Green, no Gary Payton uh, Jr. here. And on the Bulls side, it's a lot of the same guys that have been out. Derek Jones Jr., Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams, obviously, out for the season. Uh, no Javante Green. They've got some guys out as well. Matt, I'm still trying to figure out how the Bulls are only laying two and a half. Th- there, there's even a two here in town now. Uh, I bet the Bulls side tonight, th- this one, I did not really get this line after. I almost pulled the trigger yeah and i don't i don't get it either G- that's why i was like is this a trap jv jvt's on the warriors it, it, it has it, I, i'm getting those trap symbols all over it matt but it's we're talking a back-to-back for the warriors this is the front end of a back-to-back for the for the bulls they're in boston tomorrow but still back-to-back for the warriors the warriors who are one and four in their last five and stephen curry is basically the only one playing for them tonight Besides Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, I mean, I guess they, they've had they've had notable seasons. I should give them that. But Steph Curry, who I'm pretty sure there's something more wrong with than he's letting on. Yeah. Again, we see off games from Steph Curry. We do not see nine games in a row. Like, off, like you're not off nine games in a row if you're Steph Curry. Like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, so, so there's, I, uh, there's something going on there. I have, a, I, I, have a, I have a sizable bet on the Bulls already, and I, I don't know. I'm, I might be adding to it at some point, too. I don't. I, this, this line's a bit of a head-scratcher to me. I might, um, I might have jumped in on a John Moran MVP bet today for MVP. What number? 25. Okay. I, I just I, I didn't want it to go down any further. No, I, I hear you. I don't, so, 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 someone was tweeting to me, at me about that last night. I'm like, man, I think that's, like, that's the only bet I could make on that board right now. Because, be I mean, it, Gil, obviously you, you love the Warriors and love Steph more than anyone, but, again, th- there's got to be something he's just not telling Something's people up. right now. Something's like, up. like y- y- again, we see we see off games from Steph, and that's typically like one every 10 games, one every 12 games he has an off game. 
this is nine in a row, that just doesn't happen with him. Like it just just doesn't happen with him. There's yeah. there's something something something's happening there. Real quick in that Hawks Heat game, this uh, uh, a rematch, same game the other night, home and home uh, for Hawks and Heat tonight. Jimmy Butler will be back for the Heat tonight. Also announced today, it looks like Bam Adebayo will be back uh, possibly early next week. So the Miami Heat, watch out, getting healthy really really quick here. Um, we're going to go through every one of these games one by one in the NFL this weekend. But I just want to say in, in our few minutes here before we get to Kevin Roth, meteorologist from Myrtle Grinders, get all the details on how cold it's going to be in some spots, how windy it's going to be, specifically in Tampa Bay. Uh, just looking at a snapshot of the lines right now, the movement today, we've got Buffalo up to five now. That's where we stay. That's sort of the last 24 hours. The headlines would be that Buffalo has gone through the four and a half where it started, right? Backwards, you know, went from four and a half down to four. Now it's gone the other way. It's Buffalo minus five. And then the other one is the Rams is down to three and a half in some spots. Those are the, the other ones are just sort of, but the San Francisco Dallas just sticking where it's been still at three Kansas city at 13 Tampa Bay is at eight and a half. Tampa Bay will not get off the eight and a half all week. And then I guess Cincinnati's back to five and a half, but it's the Buffalo tick and the Rams tick. Surprise you in, in either case? Uh, not not really. Um, and 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 that's you know as far as like rest of rest of country, right? I mean, it's it's still four for the Rams, and all but one book here in town. Circa's the only one sitting at three and a half, and then um, Circa's actually moved to eight on Tampa. So a little bit of money apparently over there has come in. They did open it at that number. They were the only shop that I saw open it at eight. Well, everybody else was mm-hmm. eight and a half, but they did shoot up to eight and a half, not uh, eight and a half pretty quickly. But I don't know. They might they might be leaning that Philadelphia side a little bit more than most. Yeah, I um, and then I actually bet Buffalo at four. So I, I'm I it doesn't you know if I, I guess maybe some people are looking at it maybe a little bit the way that I am here with this weather not being really a concern all that much. I mean, it's cold, but cold. Cold just means you're just cold, but I mean, you know, cold and wind, obviously bad, but, but cold just means kind of you're uncomfortable. So I, I don't know with, with the other thing, the other, I mean, I'm on a bet though, that no one is on it's which is just this, this under on this, this Dallas game, like this Dallas 49ers game. I like, joined you on that one. I talked about, but I mean, th- this total is <laughs> just stuck at 51. Like, yeah. like no, like, like is nobody's betting this. Nobody's betting it over or under. And, and I'm like, I'm trying to, uh, to figure out, you know, what the, what the deal is there. Cause I just, I don't know. I just, I just can't get over the fact that I think this is a little bit of a lower scoring game. I and mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I, I, I nobody's with me on that one. <laughs> like, that, I, I, no, everyone's against me on that one. It's I like, guess. that one's bad. Like I, like I'm on the Dallas side of that game. And even though I'm on that side, I think the under you would associate more with that, meaning the 49ers win, but almost regardless, like I'm not saying I, I know a lot of people are on the Niners. Niners have looked fantastic. I, I think win or lose, though, I don't know if I see them throwing up 30 points. Whereas, like, Dallas could win this game and keep San Fran in the teens, I think. I, I, either, I Regardless, my point is almost any outcome, I, over 51 seems like it's going to be tough to get to. Yeah, I and there's some more stuff we'll talk about as we preview this game that I, as the more I dug into, I just – I think that there's a lot that lends to the lens to this thing kind of kind of staying under but uh, again like I said I'm I'm alone on this one cuz if anything people bet it the other way I had uh 
Warren Sharp on this morning, had Dr. Bob on this morning. I've officially talked to too many people about all of these games. Because now it's like, so Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders like, Patriots, fourth in DVOA. Dr. Bob, analytics guy, he goes, I said, what's the what's the team whose numbers are, you know, least reflective in your numbers? He goes, oh, he says, the Patriots are way overrated. <laughs> so, like, after you, t- you talk to way too many people, you're like, I have no idea what's happening. Analysis by overanalysis, right? Exactly what it is. But it's a good little crowdsourcing thing. Be interesting, that's for sure. We'll talk about all six of them. Kevin Roth next from, of course, Roto Grinders, meteorologists, the weather all around the league. Next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't forget, we've got podcasts here at the network. You can stay up to date with free VEASAN podcasts at VEASAN.com slash podcast. The beauty of all these, of course, you can listen to them on your schedule. That's how podcasts work. Uh, we have Beating the Book with Miguel Alexander. We have VEASAN Best Bets, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, uh, Josh Applebaum's pod is in there as well, the Lombardi line, and of course, Wide World of Wine Garden. All of that and more, VEASAN.com slash podcast. Go. What's that? How much do they cost? They're free, by the way. All right. Yeah. You want to convert that to Canadian? Even the one with Miguel Alexander? Yes, with Miguel Alexander. (laughs) Beating the book with Miguel Alexander. Because how am I supposed to read that? Beating the book with Gil Alexander. Uh, I heard heard Miguel at first. I was like, who's Miguel? With Miguel. Miguel Alexander. Miguel. I like it. Miguel Alexander. Ladies and gentlemen, you want weather? We got weather. Kevin Roth, meteorologist for Roto Grinders, at Kevin Roth, WX on Twitter. How you doing, Kevin? It's your time Uh, of year. Oh, boy. I'm excited that we got a bunch of bad weather teams in the NFL playoffs. Sometimes you get, like, you know, the Saints and the Falcons, and it's all dome games. But, no, we got the good stuff this year. We got the good stuff. Let's start with the two games tomorrow, uh, which are just supposed to be which are just supposed to be cold in both cases. How cold in both cases? Yeah, the, the game that I'm really watching is the Buffalo game. Uh, that's the one where the temperature isn't just cold. It's not just freezing. It's going to be close to 30 degrees below freezing. Uh, I think the kickoff temperature here should be around 5 degrees. No winds, no rain, no snow, but that cold, I think, is going to be an issue. Now, Kevin, what we do know with these cold games, I mean, again, without the wind, not really a huge effect on anything. I think if anything, right, it would just be more the kicking game. The ball doesn't fly as far. It's harder there. And teams just in more than anything are just less likely to try lengthy field goals in this type of conditions. But outside of that, um, historically, scoring hasn't been really that affected so long as there's not wind. Yeah, there is a correlation between the colder it gets, the fewer points are scored, but it's not this sharp drop-off like you see with high winds and points scored, right? Generally, if it's a cold-weather game, if it's just around freezing, I don't really care, and I'm not interested in betting the under. And you've seen that the total here hasn't really budged a whole lot from what it opened to where it is now. I feel like this game being played at five degrees is a little bit different than this game being played at 30 or 35. So I do have a little bit of interest here on the under. I think maybe people are underestimating just how cold that is. But yes, this is not going to disrupt every play. It's not like a high wind or a pouring rain. Uh, It's just cold hands, cold feet. You don't have the precision on some of those passes and catches, even though, sure, they've got heaters and they've got hand warmers and all that. Uh, I am on the underside. It looks like most people are not. All right, which is the natural segue then 
to, of course, the game on Sunday morning at Tampa Bay. Obviously, cold is not the problem there, but rain and specifically wind is. Just how bad will the wind be? Yeah, let's talk about this because this is the game everyone's been hitting me up about. It's going to rain on Sunday in Tampa, and it is going to rain in Tampa on Sunday, but that rain's going to be gone before the game. So all of the rain should clear out pregame. Might still have a bit of a, a soggy or sloppy field, but they can cover that up. I don't expect rain is going to be an issue. You mentioned it. It's the wind that I'm watching for. We should see sustained winds 15 to 20 miles per hour. Wind gusts in this game should be about 35 miles per hour. That 20 mile per hour sustained wind, that's my threshold. So we're getting right there on the precipice of where I want to bet the under. If it was 25 miles per hour, I'd say everything I've got, I want the under on that. But at 15 to 20, this is going to impact a few deeper throws. It's going to impact a few longer field goals. But Tom Brady can still march a team down there with short intermediate throws, and those will not be impacted by the wind. It's only going to be those deeper throws where you're going to start to see those impacts. Kevin, with it being that area of the country, that that South Florida, how volatile can this get? I mean, is this something like we really should be looking at, like right up until 90 minutes or right up until, you know, an hour before kickoff and stuff like that? Because, I mean, could how big of a swing could this be, be basically is where I'm going with this? That's a great question. Uh, it's all based on the timing of this front. And if that front slows down and moves in during the game, well, then you've got heavy rain and you're going to see wind gusts 40 to 50. And then it's chaos. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Models have been fairly consistent. But you should always, when you're talking about the timing of a storm system, you should always check and make sure. I'm, of course, going to be providing updates, uh, as you mentioned, on Twitter before the game and on rotogrinders.com. Um, I think this system is going to be gone, and I feel pretty confident about that wind range of 15 to 20 sustained. But you should absolutely double check at least once when you wake up in the morning uh, to make sure that doesn't change. Last thing, Kevin, as we go out here, but but Cincinnati and Kansas City, those venues, no real issues. Yeah, they're both getting played right around freezing. They both have maybe a 5 to 10 mile per hour wind. Um, Look, the cold isn't great, but I don't think it's going to have any significant impacts. All right. Kevin Roth, Roto Grinders. Appreciate it, Kevin. Enjoy the hey, games this weekend. I'm going to love it. I hope you guys do as well. Good luck to you. At Kevin Roth, WX, meteorologist for Roto Grinders. How about that? I was going to ask him about the climate control. In, uh, I was going to say, what, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't ask about the uh, the Niners, <laughs> Cowboys, or the Cardinals Rams. What do, like, you think, what do you think they'll put the temperature at in those stadiums? What do, what do you think of the gigantic parking garage, basically, that the uh, Rams play, play in? <laughs> like it's a, it's a, it's a basic giant shade. Hey, we have, we have brought up questions about that before. Like, I mean, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't wind blow through that, you know? Well, remember that one game at SoFi early this year? Yeah. Yeah, what happened? It got it delayed, just, right? It just landed, the weather system landed right on top of the stadium, and it got delayed, yeah, of all places. So it's possible. Could, could affect the game. It yeah. just would be delayed for 30 minutes. Kevin was uh, super nervous not to do this too early because he didn't want to get the weather reports wrong. He wanted to wait till Friday. He's just always careful. He's careful. Know? Yeah, they try. Okay. They try to be as accurate as possible. Those scientists, you know, those pe- those pesky doctors and scientists yeah. always want to be accurate with stuff, you know. So let me ask you, Matt, as someone who mm-hmm. who obviously like like all who are betting on these games, obviously the Tampa game, the wind would matter. I've heard different things about the cold. We had a couple. I had a couple guys on this morning, Doctor Bob, Warren Sharp. Ah, the cold doesn't matter at all. You think it does at all? I don't. I don't think it matters 
without any sort of wind really at all. And like this, this just isn't going to have. This just isn't going to have a ton of wind if right it, here. If it were another team besides New England from a warmer climate, would you have a different take on it? Maybe so. You know, maybe, maybe if this was a dome team or something going yeah. to to that or whatever, it would be something where maybe I would I would favor the the home team even more or something. But yeah, I mean, this this past team's used to playing in in cold, and and Buffalo obviously is is used to playing in cold. And if you do look historically over time these games without the wind in just the really cold, it, it doesn't really affect scoring all that much. You know, it really just affects, and it's kind of like I brought up with with Kevin, it's just you just don't see really the long field goal attempts. And I don't know if that's even just an old school mindset, right? Like I, I don't, I think probably coaches on the sideline just sit there and think to themselves like, mm, probably shouldn't try this, but yeah, when are you point. ever practicing? Like you don't really know what your <laughs> right. kicker can do right. in a five in five because like there's just not very many opportunities for him to practice kicking in five degrees. So I don't know if they're just guessing that he can. You know, like I mean, just it's a pregame warm up deal, and like you just kind of go to him and be like, "Hey, man, where are you making from?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm only good from like 51 or something, you know, or whatever it is." It, it's a fun. It is a funny point because you, like I feel like that's the only thing you do really hear about. From, I mean, from trusted people anymore when you're talking about a cold-weather game. It's re- it's usually the kicking game, and just because the ball is going to be frozen, it's going to be harder. But you're right. When the heck do they actually practice that? It's actually <laughs> a good point. I, I mean, that might just be an old-school thinking. You know, weather aside, that is the one thing, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll raise my hand as saying I'm as guilty as anybody mm-hmm. on this. We do not talk about field goal kickers nearly enough when we handicap games. Mm-hmm. Like, think about how many of these games come down to that, and we rarely talk about that. So we were power-ranking kickers. Who's got the best kicker left? Justin Tucker. <laughs> left. <laughs> Garo, you premium. No, it's Justin Tucker for sure. Who's, who's the best kicker left in the playoffs, and who's the worst? I have a vote for worst. Oh, man. Best is Butker? Oh, gosh, I didn't even think of him. You're pro- you're right, it's probably him. Who am I forgetting? I mean, what, statistically, the past few years, it's got to be, I would think it's Budker. Because I don't feel like it's Zerline anymore. Yeah, it can't be. I don't think it's No. Him. You know who I think the worst is? From my Titans, Randy yeah, Bullock. Yeah, he's, he's bad. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's like the one Achilles heel of the, you know, one big Achilles heel for them. Like, imagine it coming down to a big kick from him. But for, for, you know, a sport that gets decided so much by the least sexy position on the field that we really, you know, what are we going to talk about kickers? It's such a huge thing, and we rarely dive into that. Obviously, there's no Justin Tucker. There's no Chris. Oh, well, Chris Boswell might be the best. So Jake Elliott from Philly was yeah. 44 of 44 on extra points. Well, that's pretty good. This yeah. year. So he did, and I mean, he only tried three from further than 50, but he was three of three from 50 plus. Matt Gay was 32 for 34 on field goal attempts. And was 48 of 49 on extra points. So that's actually an interesting deal. Maybe next week, I mean, we didn't, I didn't have enough time to do it, but maybe, maybe next week, you know, listen, I got, I got time. Yeah. Things to look up. (laughs) Maybe we'll have a little kicking report. I mean, we only do five bajillion hours a week on these games. Might as well have a segment on that. We'll come back. We will start with our previews. Why don't we do them chronologically? Why don't we do that? Why don't we do the Raiders in Cincinnati first out of the shoot? That is next. And Adam Levitan joins us a bit later to talk props. It's Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. 
VEASAN's got a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special, providing VEASAN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. A couple things. 86.63 Canadian dollar flat. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Dollars flat. 69. No. Yeah. <laughs> flat day. Flat day. I think it was 86.65 yesterday. So, yeah. Dollars flat today. One, uh, Russell Henley, three-stroke lead at the Sony Open in Hawaii. Couple go- uh, you know, Some golfers still on the course, but generally that looks like it could hold. And uh, you have never wanted me to win a one-and-done no. more. I would love for you to take a commanding lead in the one-and-done. Be- because. I am. I am. I am. I'm heavily invested in Russell Henley in this tournament, so this would be a – I would gladly, gladly pay the <laughs> do the steak dinner again at the end of the season if we can go ahead and just first tournament of the year, go ahead and just bank one in there. If I just win coast to coast on that? Yeah. Poor Kelly had him first round. Sorry, man. Oh, it was rough yesterday, yeah. I, I mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, it was one of those, like, I didn't belong into it, belong in it, but then I was in it, and then, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be – I imagine from from your guys, uh, you know, vantage point last year, it was a little annoying to have a, a like if we had a one and done win this early in the season, oh, like yeah. we did last year. Matt and I are just playing catch up for the I whole season. Well, this, this would, would be, be ridiculously amazing, early, right? Obviously, the earliest it could be. Yeah, I had it the week. I had it the week after. So I had oh a, I, really? I, yeah, yeah. My C- oh, C- you were earlier was than at I the American Express, so that's next week. <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> if I just went into coast mode. You from just that went into coast mode. For I don't know, guys. I want a tournament. Keep trying to catch me. The other thing is, uh, I think I opened up a can of worms. Not a can of worms, but I think I opened up a whole thing with the with the kicker conversation because now everybody's texting in their favorite. So everyone's t- got a favorite kicker. Who every, knew? Well, we got one person like Tyler Bass. No question. <laughs> Another person's Matt Gay. No doubt about it. Someone else is like Greg Zerline's clearly the worst. I, I think Randy Bullock is clearly the worst, but everybody's got an opinion on that. And when you go through some of these stats, it is what you're saying. Bass has not missed an extra point. Yes, fifty-one for so fifty-one. There, there's at least there are some pretty fascinating actually, yeah. like kicker kicker stats out there. But yes, Bass is fifty-one of fifty-one on extra points. And as you mentioned, like, listen, that is not insignificant. No, it's right? not. Not, like, not now. It's not like when you know that the dude is basically automatic on an extra point. That is not insignificant. And again, the, one of the other things we pointed out. Uh, Jake Elliott, who also is still in the in the playoffs here, obviously forty four of forty four on extra point attempts this year as well. So he also went a perfect hundred percent. There were some other guys who went hundred percent, but their teams are are bounced. But yeah, Bass and and Elliott were were a hundred percent on the year as far as kicking uh, kicking extra points. So that is that's something else. Hmm. That is something else. Okay, so I'm sure people you can certainly tweet us about that uh, through the night. Let's start with our previews. Let's start chronological order. You don't mind if we start chronologically here, Kelly, do you? Oh, I don't care. Real quick, uh, the Texans interviewed uh, Brian Flores today. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly just signed a four-year contract extension with UCLA. And we still don't know about what's going on with Djokovic. We think he's out. We think he's out. We think he's out. But there lines up. <laughs> like he, there's, a, there's a line for his first-round match against uh, Kikmanovic. He's so, like minus 5,000. Really? Yeah. So, so Dra- DraftKings still has him listed. Points bet does not. Well, so lot, if you're wondering about how sports books are treating this, I've got that for you. Well, <laughs> a lot of books do not have the men's futures up as a result of this. Some do. That some would make don't. sense. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's like it's only the number one seed yeah. in the tournament that you don't Shift. know whether he's going to play Absolutely. or not. Absolutely shifts everything. 
right? Yeah, will so affect, I, I completely get it. One one last thing just about this about this kicker discussion here that, mm-hmm. that as Kelly and I were, were looking through. Evan McPherson, the kicker for the for the Bengals, nine nine makes a fifty plus. Yes. He has been unbelievable. Over the course of the season, nine of eleven from fifty plus for him this year. So again, just you never know when these things are going to come down to, you know, some sort of 50-plus yard. Who do you trust? Yeah, 50-plus yard kick and 9 of 11. So not only not only did he make that, but they trusted him more than any other kicker as well to yeah. go out there and try these these kicks. I always thought about it as a Washington football team guy when the Chargers got Dustin Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins became this awesome kicker with the Chargers as opposed to when he was in D.C. when he was hit or miss. But I know if they got in the playoffs, I can't prove this to you. But I know if they did, he'd have, he'd have missed a huge kick. It's going mean, to come down to one of these, and it probably should be something we all keep in mind with these handicaps. Vegas at Cincinnati kicks it all off tomorrow. Super wild card weekend. Fifth seeded Raiders, fourth seeded Bengals. Um, and again, it is five and a half right now. Jeff Fogle, by the way, who ghostwrites these things for uh, Chrissy Andrews, uh, sent uh, sent some some you know notes about what happened here anyway bookmaking wise behind us at the south point maybe we should just intro into your rant by giving a few words on that and what uh chrissy has said here is that uh okay the temperatures will be just uh, freezing throughout wind is expected to be around 10 miles per hour on the low he said sharps aren't currently betting the weather as a factor he said he opened it at six and a half in favor of cincinnati wise guys took the raiders plus six and a half and plus six He's down to five and a half behind us here at the South Point Hotel Casino, and he's writing pretty even in business at that new number. Uh, and on the money line, he took a big early bet on Cincinnati minus two seventy. But just some bookmaking perspective. Yeah, and, and he, this is one of those. This is going to get pretty interesting here. And again, we have to. We cannot stress enough here that not only are there new markets betting into these numbers, but New York got added a week ago, mm-hmm. right? So we are talking millions more people who now have access. To betting into these markets because again it's five across five and a half across the board here in Vegas. It is five at DraftKings right now. It's four and a half at FanDuel. It is five and a half at MGM. So you can find anywhere from four and a half to five and a half in every number in between. And this total is everywhere from 48 to 49. So you know where where people chose to bet, and who's coming in, where they're betting, whatever and all it's a this. New world. Yeah. So what we do you are, think, what do you think the percentage of New Jersey betters were from New York? It was well. I mean, we got early numbers that that said at least handle wise. Like I don't know about like sheer numbers, like for right. uh, betters, but like it was a quarter of the quarter of the handle. Wow, wow. So it's more so, than I would have thought. Yeah. Wow. So it was a quarter of the handle over there. So yeah, it's 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 interesting, but it, it it's just it's fascinating to us because we just see here we're like, oh, it's five across the board. Literally every book in Las Vegas is five and a half right now, and you can find a four and a half right now out there, rest of country. So we thought this day might come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had different lines. So a a full four, a full point difference from every single book here in Las Vegas is out there right now. So on the injury report, Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle for the Raiders, he's questionable. Uh, Cincinnati's good on the injury report. None of their starters, none of their major contributors really showed up on the injury report. As we mentioned, it's going to be cold, but no wind. We're not worried about that. Not a big deal. Um, it's going to be about freezing. It'll drop a little bit throughout the course of the game, but that's that's really not what we're, we're too concerned with. One of this is, I mean, this is, I think this game comes down to one thing and basically one thing only. Can that Raiders front four 
win on a consistent basis against this offensive line from Cincinnati. And if that's the case, then I think the Raiders have not only a puncher's chance, but a chance to win this thing outright. And if they can't, then I think it could be a long day talking like blowout factor. It's one of those things where I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I think if I'm going to bet Cincinnati, I'm going to bet like an alt line. Like I think, I don't think it's a lingering. If they win, I don't think it's like a lingering inside the number thing. I think that it's because Burrow has time to do what he needs to do and they just carve up the secondary, right? And then if that's not the case, then I think the Raiders probably win it outright. And so I'd probably that, – that's kind of how I, I, I look at it all. So the Raiders blitzed at the lowest rate in the NFL and still produced the league's highest overall pressure rate. Hmm. So blitz the blitz the least, but still had the highest pressure rate. It let you know just how often that front four was able to get home against opposing quarterbacks. But the big juxtaposition of this is is that Joe Burrow had the third highest passer rating against pressure of any quarterback in the NFL on the season. So pressure doesn't really affect Joe Burrow all that much, right? So it's really can they get to him and sack him as opposed to can they just get to him and kind of create pressure? Because again. The other deal with Burrow that he has access to that a lot of these other quarterbacks don't, and that's why I think, again, heading into next year, and we'll talk about all that, like this Cincinnati team could be so incredibly, you know, so incredibly terrifying. It's just that pressure comes. He has a plethora of different guys he can go to, right? I mean, like it's 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 Ozoma at tight end. It's, it's Chase. It's Boyd. It's Higgins. It's mixing out of the backfield. And so Burrow, again, third highest pass rating of any quarterback under pressure over, over the whole season. The biggest thing here is is when when they do not get home with that front four and give these quarterbacks time, that becomes one of the biggest problems here for the Raiders. The Raiders allowed a 94.7 passer rating on intermediate and deep routes, which obviously you need time in order to be able to throw those intermediate and deep routes. That is 21st overall in the NFL, so in the bottom third when it comes to that. Guys, I'm like I said, I it's, I don't have a bet in on this on this on this game. I think that it is it's one of those deals where I think the Raiders either win outright or the Bengals just blow it out. Like I mean, I think that the spread isn't even close to coming into play here. I think it's it's a double digit game, and so I'm if I think if you're on the Raiders side, I'd probably just play the money line to be perfectly honest on on it. And then if you like the Bengals, like I said, I I, I might look at an alt to, alt total on it in the hopes that. Joe Burrow has the time, does what he needs to do, and this offense just goes to town like it has over the last six weeks of the season. Is part of your handicap here the fact that the Raiders had that emotional game at nighttime? Shortish week. rested a week. Ten extra minutes of play as well for all those guys. Because the people who are on the Raiders seem to bypass that as not, Mm -hmm. you know, not a thing. Maybe. I don't know. Just interesting. We'll come back. Adam Levitan, his favorite props of the weekend, next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, you know what I always say proper grooming requires precision engineered tools. Not only does a man's sensitive areas require it, but hygiene demands it. Manscaped.com has the right tools for the job. The Performance Package 4.0 has skin safe technology that is precision engineered for maximum confidence while trimming below the waist. You can, go to, you can just go to town down there, Matt Brown yeah, tells there us. There it is. Grooming in the shower has never been easier. It creates less mess. Comfortably operate the lawnmower, trimmer, in wet or dry conditions. Right now, you can get 20% off with the code VSIN at manscaped.com. That's 
20% off at manscaped.com. I mean, I don't know if Adam Adam might have a partnership with him. He had a gender labs there for a while where he was trying to think about maybe like figuring out how to engineer, you know, things from a reproductive standpoint. So I don't know. Maybe Adam's got like a partnership with, with Manscaped. I don't know. We'll ask him here. Well, I'm sure he's very comfortable with that uh, intro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, co-founder at Established the Run, Adam Levitan. How you doing, Adam? Uh, I have done a few Manscaped ad reads in my day, <laughs> and uh, I've also used the product, and I can recommend it. So, yeah, they're they're great. Shout out to them. Wow. <laughs> Matt's going to do the next promo because he's a, you know, he's a client. Yes. He uses them. Yes. So, uh, Adam, before we get into any of your props here, a couple weeks ago, week 17, I haven't had a chance to talk to you. I don't think any of us have. Uh, since you won, I think in the neighborhood of a quarter million dollars playing DFS. But, yeah. and I do mean but, while you did that, and congratulations to you, you came point four points away, I believe, <laughs> from winning a million. Is that correct? How do you feel after that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I will likely in my life never get as good a chance again to win the million. I mean, people play like me, DFS, every day, every slate, um, all the biggest stuff, and, and don't win a million for, for years. And so it's frustrating from that point of view, for sure. Cause I doubt I'll ever get a chance like that. Again, I needed one Jamar chase catch on, on the Bengals last drive and Burrow actually dropped back and looked at him and, and didn't see it and moved uh, in another direction. Um, from, you know, a more macro standpoint, like I, I've just run so good. I mean, look, look at the, I mean, look at my job. So I, I can't complain about anything, you know, uh, would have been nice to win, but I, I certainly would be a crime for me to complain about anything. Good attitude, man. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Adam. So we we know that you've got some plays here, a couple in in the Patriots and and Bills game. But I do want to start just with the Raiders and Bengals, just out of curiosity, just your thoughts generally. I know these aren't bets that are in your in your account, but just how you feel like this game goes. Do you feel like that 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 Joe Burrow in this offense with all these weapons? are going to be able to just move the ball, you know, like they have over the last six weeks. Because we're looking at a pass prop, you know, sitting about that 260-ish, 261, 262, something like that. I think it's been bet up just a little bit on Burrow. And I think it's kind of how you feel this game. I mean, if you think the Raiders are going to, to have success in this game, you're probably betting the under on Burrow passing yards. And I think if you think Cincinnati's going to have success, you're probably betting the over. Where did you guys kind of come out on, on his passing total? We have Joe Burrow for 284.3 yards in this game. You know, like you said, a lot of these playoff games are, are how do you think it's going to go? Mm -hmm. And so predicting game script is not something that I normally like to do, you know, and, and we like to capitalize on spots where people are overconfident in game script. And we can get to some of that stuff in a second here. Generally speaking, I think it's a tough spot for the Raiders, man. I mean, they played a really long game. Defense was on the field for 88 plays against the Chargers uh, in week 18. Now they play the first game of the playoffs early on Saturday, you're asking a lot. I do think that the Raiders defense matches up pretty well with the Bengals. You know, they can rush the passer with Max Crosby. They can defend wide receivers. Like, you know, I think the Raiders match up reasonably well. It's just a really tough spot and the Bengals coming off of rest. So my favorite play in this game is Mixon from a fantasy standpoint. I like T Higgins also, but I don't think it's going to be like a Joe Burrow 400 yard. Uh, you know, I got a, I happen to get a 500 and 40 yard, four touchdown game from Burrow. Uh, I don't think we're going to see anything, anything like that. All right. Let's, let's seize on that game script comment for the next one. The Bills at the Patriots. Yeah. So I, I guess I speak on behalf of a lot of people when you say, okay, well, we're figuring it's 44. Figure it'll be a lot of running. For certainly the first time that these two teams played in the swirling wins game in Buffalo. Mac Jones only three, only threw three forward passes. So where do you, do you begin from that point? How do you break this down? 
I would consider that game a massive outlier. I mean, I think that weather is overrated and people in the fantasy community, I'm not sure so much about gambling, but in fantasy, I mean, when people start to worry about weather, I mean, they just go massively overboard and only true outlier games affect outlier conditions affect games, I think. And and so, you know, uh, people are going to go nuts. I, I would throw that game out. The second game I think that they played just not too long ago, I think is actually pretty interesting. You know, uh, Josh Allen threw the ball 47 times in that game. And I think that's the way the Bills want to play, right? They don't want to turn around and hand the ball to Devin Singletary and Zach Moss a bunch of times. Ideally, I think they want to throw it a lot more. And so if the conditions are okay, and I know it's going to be cold, I know it's going to be like zero. I don't see a lot of wind, though. I think they drop back Josh Allen at a reasonable rate here and turn it into like an actual football game. So we do have a couple of props that you are looking at in in this one, um, and it looks like on the New England side, you're kind of thinking that the the secondary running back not going to get as many attempts in this one. And then also, I assume that the the correlation there would also be that you, you with the under on completions that the the Patriots are probably going to run it at least a little bit more than normal here. Yeah, so those bets that we have are kind of uncorrelated. Mac Jones under 19 and a half, Ramondre under 48 and a half. The Ramondre one, like I'm taking that every time. He is in a three-way committee as a dog on the road. You know, rushing props are generally almost always unders for us. And so, you know, I think Damian Harris's hamstring is fine. Like that one was a no-brainer for me. The Mac one, I, I think, is closer to what it should have been. Um, obviously, they're going to try to throw the ball more. I think they want to run with Damian Harris a little bit with Ramondre, a little bit with Brandon Bolden. But, you know, I think the Bills can impose their will on this game and force Mac to throw a bunch. So that one is a little bit close. You know, we had Mac for something around 18 completions in this game. I, I think you're just asking a lot for a rookie quarterback in zero degree weather to go up to Buffalo and play well. And so I, I thought the Mac one was was close, but still a, a pretty reasonable bet. Most fascinating game, perhaps from a prop standpoint, will be the game in Tampa Bay Sunday morning, high winds expected, and you have a Buccaneers team, Adam, that obviously will be without Chris Godwin, will be without uh, Cyril Grayson, just want to throw that in as well, going to be without Antonio Brown, obviously not on the team either, and you got the weather. So, season on the theme here, did the prop market overreact to one of the receivers that remains for Tom Brady? Yeah, you know, Brashad Perriman has been in the doghouse for a while. I mean, he was behind Cyril Grayson, and, and all I, I, Cyril Grayson is fine. He's a track guy from LSU. Matt might know him. I mean, he was like one of the best track athletes uh, in the country. I'm not sure he was a football player, but he was ahead of Brashad Perriman. And so they're going to be forced to play Brashad Perriman. They're going to be forced to play Tyler Johnson. We caught a line on Brashad Perriman under 43 and a half receiving yards earlier. I, I like that a lot. I think he's going to play a lot, but I don't think Brady has a lot of trust in him. And I think one thing you see in these playoff games, quarterbacks can condense around guys that they like. And so we've elevated target shares for Gronk. We've elevated, elevated target shares for Mike Evans, specific to the playoffs above their seasonal rates. I think Brady relies on them here in this game, not the Brashad Perriman types. Adam, I bet a prop here um, in the 49ers Cowboys game. I took the over on rushing yards for Debo Samuel at 28 and a half. Curious as to where you guys had that projection. I kind of get, I did go with kind of trying to predict game script and trying to figure out what this team I think is going to do and how they want to go about this. And and also, you know, look, Eli Mitchell, not the not the healthiest guy. I mean, he's fine. I know it didn't get an injury designation this week and all that, but I mean, it was limited in practice all week as well. I'm Kind of guessing six to eight carries here for Debo, and that's why I went over on the 28 and a half considering uh, what he's been getting every time he gets the ball in his hands. But what did you guys kind of come up with for him and, and am I way off here? 
we have Debo for 32.1 rush yards. So we're showing a slight over, you know, when we bet overs though, we're typically looking for uh 20, 25, 30% edge versus mm-hmm. our projection to bet an over, I, you know, the stuff with Debo just scares me because he's been so efficient. And when guys are efficient for so long, maybe it's a blind spot for me, but like, you know, Debo's yards after catch is like breaking everything. And, and so is uh, his yard, yards per attempt rushing. So it scares me a little bit. I, I think I agree with you. I think they'll try to get him four five, six carries in this game, if not more. Um, but the efficiency part would scare me. Tyreek Hill expected to play for the chiefs Sunday night against the Steelers. Uh, do we know if he's going to be full strength or not? But that is always a question. Does something like that sort of give you trepidation from playing anything on a team like that as a result? Yeah. So it's really hard for books to factor in injury risk to prop lines. You know, let's say you started to bake in 5% that a guy is going to leave a game early. Uh, let's say you baked in 10% that he's not fully healthy. You would just be showing unders all the way across the board. Right. And so Tyree kill, I think he's healthy. I mean, he played 14 snaps in that game that, he hurt the hamstring in, in pregame warmups. Um, I think he's healthy. We have him for 83.5 yards and I, I see some 69 and a half out there. So it's okay. Uh, he's his mean median range and his injury history would scare me on taking over on Tyreek Hill though. All right, Adam, we appreciate it very much, man. Enjoy the weekend. May you win another quarter million this weekend, man. Okay. God willing. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Adam Levitan. What a, uh, by the way, we, Adam's kind enough to come on the show. We cannot emphasize enough how successful he has been. Yeah, they've had a they've had an awesome, awesome, awesome year. Not only just you know, again, not only in the NFL side of things, but on the uh, on the NBA side of things as well. That's still rock and rolling, going really well for those guys as well. So yeah, it's a uh, it's they're they're sharp, man. They're sharp. They're on top of things. Point four points away from a million. <laughs> wow, had a good attitude about it though. We'll come back. We'll continue our previews with the Patriots and the Bills. Kelly will update all the scores. It is Veasan's primetime action live from the South Point on a Friday night. <laughs> 